Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined here today by Gabriel Bringers. Good day. And Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? You see that? I did it. I did it. I had more enthusiasm that time. Yeah. Last week, you said I was I was too dull with your introduction. Now you get the full you enthusiasm. Like paused, I think. I don't know. It was I weird. just did like an and Robbie Payne. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I make it up every week. We I do sleepy. like. I do kind of say the same thing at least now. Like I kind of have an intro that I do. Last so that's night, good. the uh, the live stream for our patrons, we did it the same way we did it the time before. Oh my gosh, we, we didn't did. change it. Well, we did change one thing. Had what a, did we, we had a guest. Oh, yeah. TK, that was a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. And Gabe knows. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's a fire truck. That's a, yes, said that, that has to be a fire, a fire truck. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I mean, de- definitely want to plug that because I know we, we do this every now and then. And, and obviously, the Canary Crew is not for everyone. If you just support us and listen to our podcast and read our articles, that's great too. But if you want some extra stuff... The Canary Crew is where it's at over on Patreon, and we do a, a monthly live stream, and it is always, it's always really fun. Yeah, we have <laughs> special guests now and everything. It's great. It was rowdy last night. It was so much fun. I hope awesome. everybody else that was in there had as much fun as yeah, we did. Because we definitely had a good time. Uh, no, it was. I think the feedback was good, and and the cool thing about that is obviously anybody who can join live can join live and, and chat with us and uh, that's fun but then it's also it's out there it's it's right. it's 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 available for anybody in the canary crew to go watch afterwards so uh, so yeah it's 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 really fun and people submit questions before so we definitely answered all those and had some other random sidebar conversations like we do um, but also I do want to mention uh, one other quick thing with patreon we just rolled out a new tier our stable subs. Yes. As we're calling them. Uh, and this is something we, like, when we first launched Patreon, we knew we could do this because we rolled it out with our second and top tier, which is the ability to have an ad-free experience over on the website. And uh, we rolled that out with those tiers, but as we've kind of gotten some more feedback and, and done this more, we've realized that just that ad-free experience is something that people want. And so we rolled out a $2 tier. It's $2 a month. Uh, you can pay annually and save a little bit there if you want to. And you get a full ad-free experience on Chromebox.com, both on the desktop and mobile versions. It doesn't work on AMP. So if you read in Google News or something like that, it's not going to work there because uh, that's a kind of a separate thing. But if you just bookmark it and yeah, or yeah, and like on your phone, you can create the, uh, create the uh, shortcut, do it that way, read Chromebox that way, yeah. basically read the mobile version of the site. 
Yeah, um, I don't know that there's no way to tie news. a login. Yeah, on news. I don't it. know how you would stay logged into yeah. that because it's not technically a Chrome browser. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, but it's a it's a cool thing uh, that we've rolled out, and and like I said, it's just something that if you don't want any of the other extras, you don't get to see any of the other posts on Patreon, you don't get any other behind the scenes, anything like that. If you just want an ad free experience, you can go and pay two dollars a month and get that. So we're really stoked on that, and I'm just it's just awesome that we finally were able to get all the pieces together and as part of that we rolled out some new merch also there's all kinds of cool yes. stuff fun, yeah fun merch yeah we finally like created some some kind of designs that like we have a couple logo tees on there we have an icon tee you know the circle but we created a couple other just kind of random ones that are just kind of fun designs um so definitely go check those out we'll make sure to link those uh anybody that's on our uh, basically our existing tiers on Patreon gets a coupon uh, for 20% off. So yep. uh, so if you are interested in those, you can definitely get that coupon as well. But uh, Or discount, promo yeah, code. more of a discount. It's a promo yeah, code. Yeah, it's a promo code. There we go. Um, it's an ongoing discount. Yeah, it's not exactly. like a use it once thing. Yeah, exactly. Why did I say coupon? That doesn't even make sense. I don't know. Okay. So you like coupons? I like coupons. Coupon. Coupons. Um, so you're, you're a coupon guy, huh? No, not at all, actually. No, no, I don't, I'm saying I, like <laughs> you say coupon. Yeah, coupon. Because I say coupon. Yeah, coupon. Cupin. Cupin. I, I, I think I grew up <laughs> saying Gabe. coupon. Yes, and then coupon. I changed my mind and decided to start saying <laughs> coupon. Coupon. <laughs> Sounds good. <Because laughs> Looking at it like C-O-U-D-A-R-I-A-N. Coupon. Coupon. Yeah, coupon. I have coupon. to do things differently than everyone else. That's coupon. what it was. I think it's wrong. Okay, uh, moving wrong. on. Uh, merch definitely go check that out uh, some cool t-shirt <coughs> designs you can get it printed on hoodies or anything it's awesome Cotton Bureau does a great job with that stuff so they are a great partner for us um, they kind of handle everything so you can go on there and order our stuff our designs and uh, and yeah we, um, we yeah, we're really stoked on those so let's dig into oh darn it one other thing one other housekeeping thing Joe our giveaway is still going keeping house. we have to talk about this we have, a, we have our 10th birthday giveaway we're giving away a sleeve that is Super duper limited edition, as we have found out. Uh, the sleeves yeah, that the way sleeves, limited. The sleeves that Google sent us only came to us and any of the other press people that opted into a swag bag pack, whatever, uh, when they did their little press event to announce the tenth birthday celebration. So, uh, what the sleeves we have to give away are not the ones that are being sold on Targus. So they are super duper limited edition. <laughs> so if you want one of those, we're giving away. Uh, we, we've got two more drawings. One is going to be today. So depending on when you're listening to this, you uh, you might have missed it. But uh, yeah, so the March 26th, we're going to pick five winners. And then next week, next Friday, five more winners, and that'll be it. So we've already given yeah. away 10. We're going to give away 10 more. Definitely go get entered to win. Okay, now moving on. Android 11. Let's talk about Android 11 on Chrome OS. Yeah, so it, uh, Android 11 is here in a limited fashion. Uh, very limited. Very, so So yes. limited, I forgot. And <laughs> I was I trying to find it on another device. <laughs> what was that? What was I? Oh, it was the uh, so, Lenovo. Yeah. Um, that has AMD uh, processors in it. And so I upgraded to um, uh, the beta channel. So you need to go to, to Chrome OS 90 first off. Uh, and it's only available on hatch based devices. So uh, for any of you listening that aren't quite sure what that is, we haven't, we haven't talked about hatch in a while. Man, it's been we, a while. Were, we were talking about baseboards like every week on the Chromecast there for, for a while. while. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's still, we have a, a um, an article. I'm kind of making notes of some of these random things I need to put in there. Um, let's see, development boards. I'm going to put that in here. So we have a post where I, I keep all of our development boards updated. And uh, I just went through yesterday and updated Every single board that's in there that we know now know the, the code name matches whatever device. I put all the devices are in there that we know. Um, and a, so It's a dope little uh, it's database. A yeah. It's a lot. It's turning um, into a cool little spot if you want to geek out on some of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the issue I'm, I'm running into now is like, okay, when do I start archiving these? Like, when, when do we start removing stuff and being like, okay, here's a different way to present this? Because mm. eventually, like, the Samsung Galaxy Chromebooks on there, for instance. Yeah, that's that's. Is it maybe like is it device. maybe that these are only like upcoming devices? It's just here's the stuff we're tracking, and then once it's out, it's like it's on there yeah. for a little bit, and then we just take it off once it's like out yeah. and done. Probably, I probably just sense. need to go through and just purge yeah. certain stuff that's in there. However, um, if if you're interested in that stuff, we'll we'll link that in the show notes. Um, but it uh, it's a good spot to go and see all these different boards and all the different devices that are coming from it. 
because there's one one particular uh, section of boards, the Jasper Lake board, so based on a, a baseboard called Day, 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 and then there's an offshoot of it called Waddle Do. <laughs> really weird board names. But it's blown up uh, in the last couple months, uh, and I finally got all those boards together and put them on there. And so now it's I think it's the longest list of upcoming boards, which is not surprising. This is Jasper Lake. It's yeah. uh, entry-level Intel kind of stuff. Um, sorry to sidebar there, but it's it's an interesting thing to go check out. And so part of that is Hatch. And Hatch devices are things like Samsung Galaxy Chromebook and Chromebook 2. Uh, I'm looking around. Flex 5, Lenovo Flex 5, um, other popular Hatch devices. Oh, uh, Acer Spin 713. So that, that vein of devices that began showing up at shows early in 2020 that started shipping a lot in the middle parts of 2020 and that are, that are still coming out now. Um, I, I think hatch is kind of cool in the, the jets a little bit. Yeah. The handful of hatch devices that we still are tracking and can't find information on. I looked up three or four of them, Palkia strike. Uh, I can't remember the other ones The development on them has all but stalled. Mm. Now there's, there's nothing saying that they're ditching them or that they're abandoning uh, the, the work on those. So I'm just not really sure what's going on. But clearly, attention is now being focused on you know Tiger Lake stuff, which are Voltier boards, uh, the AMD uh, existing and new AMD stuff, the <laughs> Snapdragon, um, the two Snapdragon chips now, the three MediaTek chips. Like That's, that's kind of where all development attention is going for right now. But Hatchboards, 10th Gen Comet Lake devices in general have this Android 11 uh, container now. And it's it's important for a couple reasons. Uh, mainly, honestly, for end users, just the way it presents Android apps is the biggest deal. But it looks so much better. <clears throat> but really what's going on under the hood is probably more significant, and that's the fact that uh, Android 11 is now being um, served up in Arc VM. So there's a new uh, VM, a new container for Android that, has been worked on for I don't know how long has ArcVM been going on? Long time, oh, gosh. over a year, uh, year yeah, and a half. Because they skipped ten. Um, I would yeah, say I feel like at least a year and a half, you know, I'm maybe say longer, like two, maybe two years, years. But yeah, so yeah, ArcVM has been around. We're like, ooh, they're going to change the Arc container, and you know, and it's and so Arc again. I sometimes I know we need to stop. Arc ARC is Android Runtime Container, and so the, what. <clears throat> Android's runtime, basically the Android framework. So a full-blown version of Android obviously is not running on your Chromebook. It's the framework that allows the apps to run in Chrome OS. Is all containerized. Arc++ was the first Android container. And clearly Google has learned a lot since they did this. And so um, from what we've understood, when Arc++ became a thing, Google saw it. I was like, okay, cool, we can do this. And I'm sure somebody just was like, wait a second, what if we did this? And they went, okay, let's do it. And they just did it. And then they figured it out along the way. And it took a good six months from the time that we heard anything about it till just the first couple Chromebooks started showing up with that in it. Well, fast forward, you know, now Crostini has happened. So Linux containers, we have parallels where there's plug-in VM has allowed them to build a, a specific container just for parallels. And we're seeing the same type of thing for Borealis, which will be steam gaming. Uh, so a, a, a container built just for steam. So just for like one application basically. Uh, and, and so the, the shift has happened with, with containers in, in Chromebooks. Oh, lacrosse is another example. Yeah. We, we talked quite a bit about lacrosse last week. Uh, you know, this new version of Chrome that is so native, it's impossible to tell the difference. That's in a container. That's a Linux application running in a Linux-driven container. You just you, the end user's not going to know the difference because there isn't that much of a difference, to be honest with you. It's just frameworks and, and and creating places for things to work. And so, obviously, they've they figured out a ton of stuff. And so, the they've been working and working to make sure because you know Android apps have been on Chromebooks for a little while now. They couldn't just put a new container in and be like, well, let's just see how it goes. You know, they needed to put it in and make sure that all the existing stuff worked like file transfers and copy and paste and all the things you don't, you take for granted. You don't think about the fact that this is running in a siloed secure container. And so, uh, Arc VM is the, the fruit of all of that labor. And so we knew eventually uh, Android, we thought Android 11 was coming. Some people had said that Android 12 was going to be the next version. They were just going to skip right to 12 and just skip 11 too. Uh, 
we still kind of held that we thought 11 was going to show up that we didn't see any uh, any signs pointing to it not and all of a sudden there there it was uh in beta i think uh i can't remember who saw it first was that android police i was think like Kent, so. maybe yeah, probably can um you know just said hey it's it's arc vm and so we dug around to look so i'm like i'm not sure how you how you can tell but if you look in your system yeah compare a uh beta channel hatch device to a non-hatch device you can look and see arc vm is being mentioned in, in the in the build properties now it's it's part of it and so uh, not only is the, it running in a brand new container um which from what i can tell for right now is it making anything better or worse um i was like well I'll be able to tell immediately if I take an Intel device and run PUBG on it, is it going to be better or worse? It was the same. Same. <laughs> it's just, same. It's still kind of crappy. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, it's still it's still not talking to the GPU the right way, but that's not necessarily the container's fault. No. That's no, probably it's... PUBG's fault. You can tell when they decide to write their game properly for certain chipsets or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like... I thought maybe, well, maybe Call of Duty will finally launch, actually launch on it. And it it's the same thing. Activision Wrong. pops up, dead. So, like, <laughs> Robbie's got his handful of like games he tries yeah. every single time there's and an it's, update. It's not worse. It's just yeah. not better right. uh, at this point. But my thought is, hey, now that they've got a fixed container, it, at least the stuff on Google's side, as, as far as the Chromebook yeah. side, they can iron those things out, I think, in a whole lot better fashion than they could before. Like uh, Side-loading applications used to be, you know, in, in Android, you can just sideload stuff. Well, you have to have... Do you have to have developer mode on an Android to sideload? I think you do, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, which, yeah. turning on developer mode in Android's silly. Uh, you go to the build number in your settings and tap, tap it like it well, eight times. Well, it wasn't OnePlus was just... They were shipping them in developer and, mode. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just developer options. I mean, little stuff like you can change the frame rate or how fast animations work or, you know, random stuff that if you really want to dig down into that menu anyway, you, you probably care about messing with that kind of stuff so you might as well turn it on it's not like it didn't change anything yeah. on your phone uh but used to with chromebooks you could do that in in your settings but you still had to put the chromebook in developer mode as well which that is inherently <laughs> unsafe yeah it does uh, more than uh the couple options you get on android like, right this is uh this, this is a whole this other is, thing yeah because verified boot is important for chromebooks it, it lets it check it against a disk image and make sure that there's nothing that's happened and verified boot would normally say, Oh, that your image is no good. We're, we're going to kill you. Uh, and not kill you, kill your machine, kill this instance <laughs> brutal. and just, Jeez. And just reinstall Rob, the Robbie's OS. been playing too many games. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that, that, uh, that whole verified boot process goes out the door yeah, with, right. with, uh, with developer mode. And so, not recommended people, for like the average person using right, a Chromebook. <laughs> right. And so it was never something we were like, yeah, just throw your Chromebook in developer mode. Like, eh, and unless you really know what you're doing, don't do that. Like, it's just not a good idea. Uh, so you don't have to do that anymore. So with this Arc VM, because of the, I don't, I don't understand how Arc Plus Plus was. It was a container, just not like the yeah. the Linux ones. But now you don't have to do that. You just, uh, I, I downloaded a, a game and double click the it was actually call of duty uh right now it's not at least in android 11 in arc vm if you go to the play store it didn't even show up yeah, which I is good say it doesn't arc work plus don't plus show was up. actually running the framework on bare metal with arc vm it's like crostini you have a container that that framework is running inside of the container that would make more sense. I, yeah it, it's a rabbit hole for sure I'm but either way sure. it's secure um and still like you can and i think that was the problem i think i think gabe is at least getting close to whatever the issue was it was like a if you installed stuff it maybe had more access than it should yeah uh, i don't know that arc plus plus was quite as sandboxed as these newer containers and now it's in its the whole framework's in that container. All the stuff's in there. So if you want to sideload, sideload. If that app is malicious and you made a mistake, it's stuck in the the sandbox of of where Android lives in Chrome OS. And so it's only on Hatch uh, for now. But usually they do this when they're testing something. They'll they'll put it just on one singular baseboard so they can kind of eradicate some of the variables and then just really get down and troubleshoot whatever the the problems are. Uh, but for what it's worth, I. There, there was something. It was super minute. Um, oh, so we use this Dart, this Pro uh, Score, uh, Dart Pro something app to keep score. It's more. called Pro. It's just Pro, Darts, Pro Dart. Dart. Well, he Dart changed Pro. it. The, well, the developer. Yeah, the, I don't know who yeah, it is. The name was different. The name is different now. Yeah, yeah, and there's a title. One title on the phone, yeah, and one so title on the play. Yeah. Know. 
but it works. So Pro Dart scoreboard is what it go. is. Guess. But it's cool. Um, we use it all the time. And so what I'll do is when we're playing darts, because the score, the way our room is set up, it makes sense to flip a Chromebook over and throw it on the golden tee and let it sit up there. Uh, and, and then we cast that up to the television. And so everybody in the room. Yeah, because our entire us. office is a game room. <laughs> it's kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> we get work done. We work really hard, but we also like we to take hard. breaks. Yes, yeah, we like to take breaks. So, Got to take breaks. <clears throat> and so uh, with the old container, as soon as I would stop casting and then flip that Chromebook back, that, that app would always try to shrink down back to its small size. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And there would just be all this jank with... Uh, I don't remember what device. That was the Samsung um, Galaxy Chromebook 2. I noticed I stopped my cast and I flipped it over into, you know, back into laptop mode and it just stayed full screen, you know, like it should because yep. that's what we were using it in. Like yeah. it shouldn't go back to phone size just because I went to laptop mode. So, yeah, little, little things. Stuff, yeah. So I, just I, kind of cleaning it up. Yeah, I can't say that there's no improvements, but for the most part, I don't, I don't feel any different running Android apps. There's no, it's not like, oh, now it's slow, but it's more stable. Like it, it just feels the exact same, but I think moving forward, ArcVM will be will give them the ability and flexibility they need to to keep cleaning up and honing the experience yeah. and making certain rules about the Android framework that you know can make it work better on Chromebooks and specifically the the one that matters to me most <clears throat> that for whatever reason they couldn't fix with Arc Plus Plus they tried and failed miserably um, is the uh, uh, app scaling. And so for whatever reason, no matter what you scale your Chromebook screen to, up or down, you know, native, most people have it blown up a little bit because like a 1080p screen, for instance, on this little 13.3 inch uh, display, if you do that, if you run that native, it, look, everything's very tiny on your screen because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, 1080p is really sharp on a 13 inch screen. Uh, but even though you would do that to kind of blow things up a little bit from a UI perspective, Android apps would never follow. And then there was a setting for a while. Remember, there was like the setting where you could, I I think it was a developer setting. You could just scale it up a little bit. It made it yeah. a little bit better. Like it wasn't terrible, but it, it didn't fix it. And then they tried to roll out like proper scaling. Like let's scale it along with, you know, what the OS is doing. Because again, people that are picking Chromebooks up don't want to think, oh, what do I need to do with the Android part of this thing? What do I need to do with no, this? No, it like, has to just work or it's not going to Open work. the app, and I scaled my other stuff up. Why is this not scaling up? <clears> and it wasn't. Like, things were just tiny, and if you opened up the, the Google Photos app or something, mm-hmm. like, just the UI elements just felt tiny. It felt weird, and it made me just not want to use Android apps uh, on my Chromebook. And now they have uh, display scaling. You can go, it's set to 1.2, whatever that means. Um <laughs> Okay. Out of the box, <laughs> but in those same developer settings that we talked about, you can scroll down to the bottom of that. And you can change that default scaling. Like, uh, you know, if a lot of times I'll leave my Chromebook scaled down a little bit uh, from, so like the Pixelbook Go I'm looking at right now, I keep it at 90% yeah, instead I'm, of 100. I'm normally at like 90, you know, 95. I want a little bit more space to move around, and, and I'll take the sacrifice of a little bit smaller elements on the screen. So 1.2 scaling with Android apps felt a little weird because everything on the Android apps felt a little too big compared to, you know, you want it to kind of mimic. If I open a menu on a Chrome app, I want it to look like the menu on an Android app. And so like 1.1 ended up being, feeling better on certain screens but like on my spin with the bigger screen on it 1.2 worked just fine wow. yeah yeah so mm-hmm. you know hopefully they can figure out a way to just match that up exactly somehow but i don't know i don't know if dpi gets handled different between chrome os and android or whatever yeah. how all that stuff works but the fact that out of the box without adjusting or touching it it just looks so much better when you open an app and i I wasn't sure. I was like, maybe I'm just making this up in my head. But on that Lenovo, I flipped it to beta, and I was doing something on it, and I opened an Android app, and I was like, oh, Whoa, God, why does this, this look? I wonder why it's not scaling up. Let me go check my scaling. And then I realized, oh, I'm in Android 9 still right. in this thing because it doesn't have Android 11 in it. And so I'm like, yeah, it does make a difference. It it makes Android apps just look right on the screen. You open the Play Store, and all of a sudden your menu is not tiny up top and, and weird looking like uh, squid is a perfect example. Usually you'd open squid and that little menu would come in and micro text up in the corner. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And all that stuff's taken care of because scaling app scaling works the way it's supposed to. And so As while it that, should. <laughs> yeah, while that's not the, the biggest thing that's obviously listening to what we're talking about, that's not the biggest like wow, what a breakthrough. Uh but for end users, 
right now, I think that's the biggest change. For somebody new to Chrome OS, that yeah, like Gabe said, it just needs to work, right? Like right. You, for somebody new, that if if they get a bad experience that first go around, they're probably not going to use it anymore, you know, or they might, you know, I I don't know. Do you guys do you with this? Are you leaving Android apps on now? Like, do you have any apps you're using? Yeah, right now? so I switched no. to starting to use the uh, Trello, the Trello Android app now instead of using the web based thing. I kind of I kind of thought about doing it in uh, yeah Trello and Discord, just using their Discord's still a hot mess. Yeah, really? I need to Bummer. because <laughs> apparently the the Android 11 had been on Hatch for a few days and we didn't know because I I keep my device in Canary but I keep my Android apps off because they're they're annoying and sometimes they're like anytime I turn Android apps on, it installs 9 million different apps. It, it's so frustrating to me, but I just don't, there aren't any Android apps that I'm like, Ooh, I got to have yeah, that on my Chromebook. Web, there's a web equivalent. I need to start using more web of version, them, but I, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. Anywho, there's a few benefits like Google photos, yeah. uh, using the Android app. There's a couple different enhanced, uh, editing features editing you get yeah. from that Google but, one yep. stuff. But yeah, yep. for, for research and development, we should we probably should have yeah. them on. Doom and Doom 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that oh, There you go. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah. And work so, very well on so, a Chromebook. So speaking of games, and you mentioned this a little bit ago, where are we at with Borealis? And I know you, you wrote the article this week about uh, game mode. Game mode. So like, what's that all about? Um, game mode is, that, that was a simple commit. And it was like, it's just cool to see something happening. But uh, it's something that they're going to be using for Specifically for Borealis, so when when Borealis application windows go full screen, um, Chrome OS will kick on game mode. Uh, there's nothing really alluding to exactly what that's going to mean. Uh, we can make some assumptions. I think uh, I think it's going to help uh, performance be better. So like that that window becomes a focus window, and you know maybe more resources can go to that window, and then you know things mm-hmm. like pointer lock. You know, yeah. it locks your mouse to that to that window because, again, you know, Borealis is going to be a another customized container that will run Steam, you know, the Linux version of Steam on your Chromebook. And so, once these Tiger Lake Chromebooks come out, or these Cezanne, uh, f- uh, was it Ryzen five thousand? Yeah, the Ryzen five thousand series with with legit GPUs. I mean, this is. This isn't going to just be like, oh, we can kind of sort of get a janky game going. Yeah. Like the games that are available for Linux, Steam Linux, are going to be very playable. Right. And and that's the thing is that th- this isn't Stadia or GeForce Now. This is actually running local software using the, the hardware that's on your device. So, but it's still running in a container and using Chrome OS to run a VM and do it that way. So it's going to need as much juice as it can get. Now, if you had just a windows device with this tiger lake hardware on it steam should run perfectly fine uh my guess is google's trying to find ways to tweak it because you know like you said uh well like with chrome os and we've experienced this week if you're not on battery if you're not charging the cpu actually throttles Mm -hmm. to some degree and it, it throttles based on how much battery life you have left too but it could do things like not throttle the cpu it could do things like you know, maybe um, boost the frame rates, what whatever, instead of doing the things that Chrome OS normally does, which is the other end of the spectrum, which is do things to try to save battery. So um, it, it very well may just say, all right, Borealis is open, turn game mode on, Throttle full speed, full speed ahead. You know? It'd be cool what? if there's some like some tools or something. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it would be great. That's what I was going to ask. Is like, is it going to be some sort of interface? Is it going to be some sort of like? actual mode or is it just going to be a back-end thing that just kind of happens and I mean, it'd be great if like it. it with the gpu and all that stuff if i'm using an extended monitor if it let me utilize the full full power of my display because even now you can't what can, you can push what 75 hertz 75, with I a chromebook is, i think oh, they look off 144 Will they do 144 mm-hmm. okay well, now, if you, you have go. a screen that does it um yeah, so I mean that that could be part of it. And right now, the only strings I've found are you know entering game mode, exit game mode. You know, like a, like a toast notification kind of thing popping up and saying you know in game mode. So if they're going to do that, if they're going to like if it was going to be a behind the scenes thing that was just hey, this is going to help Borealis be better. I could see that they wouldn't bother doing that. So the fact that they're saying enter game mode, exit game mode tells me like they want the user, the end user, to know that it's happening. So 
you know, a little a little yeah. toolbar would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah and it could be random. Like, like with Stadia, you launch, recorder. Yeah, you launch a Stadia game, it goes full screen by default. You drag your mouse to the top and you get the little X button. It could just be a, it could be a whole suite of little things to enhance the gaming experience. But yes, if there's some granular control on the user's end, that would be really good. Yeah. Uh, what is in that Asus that has the, the which, which one is it? CM5 that has the... Uh, the orange keys they it's actually the Ryzen that's yeah, in the, the uh, ThinkPad yeah the, the Lenovo like it's so. literally the same processor and I, I think based on what we've seen with the Lenovo so far right it's probably going to do pretty decent mm-hmm. with games uh, it'll yeah, be it better should. than 10th gen Intel for sure yeah uh, I just don't think it's going to hold it with like yeah Tiger Lake's going to be totally... Yeah, Tiger Lake and they, the, the Ryzen 5 is... And the new Ryzen are coming. Yeah. Those Ryzen 5000. If they were going to make that like the gaming laptop with the colored ASDW and stuff, like, why didn't they wait and put a better chip in it? Or why didn't they just put a better chip in what's, it right what's, now? What's, here's, here's what's funny. Yes, it's yeah, exactly what it is. Because here's what's even funnier. I was telling Gabe, we were looking... Because uh, the, uh, the CM5, uh, we got a, a tipster that sent us over a screenshot of it uh, at Costco. Yeah. Um, come in for four or five ninety nine, and mm-hmm. that was eight one twenty eight. Right? Yes, so eight gigs, hundred twenty eight uh, Ryzen five. So very similar to the the ThinkPad we have. So yeah, good good device. Fifteen point six inches. It looks really cool. Assuming it's built well. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and I was telling him like I, I'm looking to find a fifteen inch uh, Chromebook to replace my wife's Acer. Um, it's just the Chromebook 15. 15. Yeah, it's the it's one with the that N4200. Yeah, so older Pentium chip. White one? Uh, that's the silver, so yeah, it's, it's all silver, the, yeah. uh, all, all aluminum. It's a it's a nice Chromebook, uh, and it's it served her well, but I can tell. You know, it's starting to it's starting to age. It's I think she's had it for four years, five years, something like that. Uh, and it's one we could hand down, let, let the kids use and that kind of stuff, but it gets kind of handed around the house all the time, and... Um, she really wants to stick with a 15.6 inch because she's not hooking to extended displays. She doesn't really take it out of the house that often. So when she's opening it up, she wants to have a big enough screen to, you know, kind of enjoy whatever content she's looking at. So, um, you know, the new Asus's are kind of like, yeah, those are right down my alley. So I was looking at that. I'm like, ooh, 599 for that. That'd be good. That's a good price, you know, or I feel like I can buy her a good machine. And I totally forgot that we'd already found the CM5 and CX5 on Google's Chromebook website and the Core i3 Tiger Lake with eight gigs of RAM and uh, 128 gigs of storage is 550. That's actually fifty dollars cheaper than that thing. And Gabe wrote an article about this whole Tiger Lake thing. Like the i3 will have XE graphics, just not as good. It right? is, but it's not. Yeah. So they are technically XE, but they're they're branding them UHD, which is what's on on devices now. They they're about half the they use what's called EU, which is execution units. So just consider that like you have clock speed and burst on a on a CPU execution units are essentially how much execution it has for that graphics card and they're half of what the i5 has. Mm. Yeah, but I I would venture it'll still be it'll be on par if not maybe a little better probably than the current AMDs we've got when it comes to gaming. Yeah, we'll I'd say we'll probably a little better. Um don't, don't know that for sure. We could probably find the the EUs on the AMD, but I would bet because it like it's still technically the new Iris XE architecture, but one's 10th gen and then the XE G7 that's on the i5 is 11th gen, so there will be a noticeable difference. And if you're looking to get something to run Steam, Borealis, stuff like that, you probably aren't going to want to go with the i3. Yeah, which yeah. which will eventually start making the case for hiring Chromebooks again. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've had that in my back pocket for a while to write, but yeah. I think the introduction of Intel, and, and I wasn't sure at first because I was like, well, if i3s come in and they're you can still get them for 600 bucks. The 10th gen i3 is still awesome. So the Tiger Lake i3 is just going to be amazingly fast and plenty for Chromebooks. But if that GPU is really enhanced in an i5 and that's a couple hundred bucks more to get both of those things. $800, Chromebook. You want your Chromebook to do those handful of things or do you need to do video editing or photo editing where you need that GPU? Cool. Here's an option and you can pay more for and you can see exactly what you're getting versus... 
Well, the oh, keys are nicer. It's a little better. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the kind of like ambiguous upgrades that they kind of did have out there. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think it's going to end up making, yeah. uh, by the end of 2021, I think we're going to, yeah. we're going to, we have to rethink how we do like our best Chromebooks and our pricing divisions and all that kind of stuff, I think. Uh, Which is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, by all means, bring it on. Are we going to make like a new tier that's just like, <laughs> I, do I don't know. know. We, we're going to have to think about that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's great problem to have like right, uh, right. More, more more chromebooks on the market so um all right folks we're going to take a quick break for an ad and we're going to come back uh, and chat about some other stuff all right hang tight this podcast is brought to you by nordvpn we recommend the service and we use nordvpn because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device whether you're using a chromebook an android device a mac an iphone or a windows device nordvpn is going to protect your browsing they also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. So we're going to chat about something here that actually technically isn't even out yet, as, as we're speaking right now. Probably by the time you listen to this, it will most likely be out. It's going to go out this weekend. What we're talking about is our review of the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook 2. And uh, yeah. I'll let... What did one of the patrons <laughs> called it? So, uh, the Galaxy Chromebook... Express or Express, something. yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's it. Yeah, that, but, is, but, that is what it should be. But, but talk, talking about new Chromebooks and pricing, uh, it's a, this is a, a good transition here. Because, the Chromebook Lite. Yeah. yeah. It's diet a, Chromebook. There you go. The diet. I was reading an article Thank this morning <laughs> about... Did you know... The, <laughs> This is completely off the rails, and you all will have no idea what we're talking about. But this end of Dixie is going three lanes. Did you know that? Yeah. So it's part. But I was reading the article, and the plan that they this this whole plan that they're doing is called the Dixie Highway Diet, <laughs> because they're tr they're trimming everything I didn't down. Know that. Yeah. The three lane here. I so I guess that. down here That's really past funny. the square. So on our end of town, it's we, be wow. we have a yeah. we have a strip. So Dixie Highway. I mean, it's a, a everyone knows everyone knows thirty one W yeah thirty one Highway 31, because it splits around us to two highways, yeah, exactly. east and west. We're on the west. Yeah, we're on the west. But there is a, uh, there's a large section of our kind of main little part of town. Like, obviously, the city kind of first started down here in the historic area and then kind of branched out. And then we got Walmart and the mall and all that, you know. And that section is just an absolute mess. It's like six lanes. and People just cut across all willy-nilly. There's no medians. There's no, like, organization. Technically, it's three lanes on each side. Right? With the... Yeah, three lanes with, with a, a shoulder on each side of that. And a turn in the middle. And then it turn the like a turn lane so in the middle. Lanes. But then what amounts to about two lanes of yeah. asphalt between the two of them yeah. were kind of like drainages. Yeah. So like it's add bad. all those lanes up. It's like just it's it looks bad. like a runway. It's so bad. It's just wide so open. So they're redoing all of it. But that's yeah, funny so that getting, they're calling Yeah, we're getting we're diet. getting like medians and trees and yeah. they're beautifying it. Yeah. It's just funny because uh, I was talking to my daughter my daughter we were going to school the other day and she, we were talking about it and she's like oh they're making it pretty i'm like yeah they're beautifying it. it's like how when's it gonna be done it's like honey it's, it's probably be a couple of years and she's like uh we had to drive through this for two years <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> yeah yep. nope we're you just drive around the door. it <laughs> we're that's why we have a the bypass north end of town that's right <laughs> we have a bypass that will take you around all of it yeah since it started um, whenever it was a couple months ago yeah, or it's, a month it's, and a half I ago I since it really started there. One time, yeah, I, I went to Academy Sports once. the other day to get the kids a tent, and uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I was like, yeah, I'm not going back. I'm not I doing this to, again. I went to I went to Chick Fil A the other day. I I did go through there, yeah. but yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. It was it was it was a little later in the day, and but when they start work bad. on our end, because Robbie and I both went oh, towards yeah, there's that no direction. way around it. It's nope. gonna be uh, bypass. Yeah, you can go out the yeah, bypass a little bit. Lincoln Parkway, WK, that whole interchange. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, but okay. Chromebooks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Robbie's going to be talking for the next twenty minutes, so I had to get mine in. That's <laughs> right. That's right. The name, the name of this device is part of the issue, which is funny. I mean, that's why we got on diet there. Yeah, because the name of the, this, it's the Galaxy, it's the Diet or Zero. No, Zero is the better zero sugar. sugar. It is the <laughs> Samsung <laughs> Galaxy Chromebook Zero. <laughs> wow. See, it doesn't sugar. sound good when it's on a Chromebook, that's like right. it does on a on uh, a drink. But uh, yeah, so we've we're finishing up the review right now, and and people have been asking about this one, and I'll let Robbie explain why why he's kind of held off on this one a little bit. But we're 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 about ready to roll it out, and and to be to be completely fair, 
like the reviews, quote unquote reviews that you see. Like we had somebody say like, oh, the other reviews have been out for weeks. It's like, those weren't really reviews. No, I'm going to go ahead We and know tell when you. they got their device. Well, they got we, them the same time we did. Right, which was about four days before the embargo yeah, lifted. So you did a review in that time? Cool. If you want to call that a review, go right ahead. But I'm telling you right now, everyone listening, that's not a review. You didn't have enough time to spend with the device to figure it out. And that's what we like to do. We like to actually give you a full review of these things. And so... Uh, that's yeah. why they're tech blogs and we are Chromebook blogs. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. honestly, no, really. I mean, that's I mean, what we, yeah, we want to make sure we're covering. All and when we say something about device. a device, you know that we've done our research and right. we've, and we've thought about it, not just throwing it out there because the embargo dropped and, and we got to put it out there real quick. So all that to say, we're working on it. We're finishing it. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to finish it up today and we'll get it out today or tomorrow. might be a Saturday thing. Probably. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nearly complete, but it was, uh, it was a bit of a weird one. Yeah, it was uh, mainly because I, I wanted so badly to love the device. We like, all did. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were all stoked on it. <clears throat> How many times did we talk about it in this podcast? Jeez Louise, you know? man. You could go back and look at the headlines. I mean, mo- a lot of the headlines were probably something about the galaxy yeah. because we were talking about it so much. Yeah. And so, yeah, starting with the name, I think is the that's it's a weird it's a weird thing to name anything too, uh, and and not have it be better. Um, I I don't know where that would float anywhere. To be honest with you, like there was some some specific thing we had, and I was like, what if the, this was called the two? Like, I mean, phones. It wouldn't I mean, make any sense. F- phone. Well, I don't know. Phones aren't maybe a great example. Sometimes the next iterations of phones are weird, like Google. Well, as Google's the only one that's done that too. Yeah. Like <laughs> they just yeah. The the Pixel Five is weird. The fact that it is a degradation in almost every way over the over the four. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. They're the only ones that I know of that that yeah. have done that. Like if the iPhone twenty seven came out. And what number are they? I don't on? know. I don't even know. Just so don't care. Um, 13's coming. 12. Sure. 13. Or 13. No, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, they're call, on they, 12. What, what do they call them? They don't call them that, though. Do no, is it the iPhone No, they just started doing numbers. It's yeah. the 12. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they did X for 10, and nobody would call it 10. They all called it X. Yeah. <laughs> it's the iPhone, iPhone X. X. No, it's not. It's 10. Um, anyway. Yeah, the iPhone 11 came out and was more like the iPhone 8 people would have lost their minds. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what happened here. You know, the, the Samsung galaxy Chromebook two, I remember when we started tracking night fury right after CES 2020. So we'd just seen the galaxy Chromebook. We had not reviewed it yet. And we were super high on that device. I was, I mean, I was like, man, this is the successor to the pixel book. It's all boxy and aluminum and premium and the keyboard and the trackpad and the 4k AMOLED and look how thin and man, it's so beautiful. It was a great device. It was, it, it was, is a great device. And from some of the conversations happened in Patreon over the last few days about that particular Chromebook, it, it seems like maybe the battery is a little better than it was when we had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple people saying, Hey, I've got this thing and I don't really think about battery too much. And I, I can usually get five or six hours of use out of it, which is usually enough to get you through a work day. Um, I was not getting that. I think I was getting maybe three hours of use. Um, I could get five hours of like time with the device, like before it tuckered out on me, but of actually in front of the screen use time, it was usually three or four hours. Uh, so if they've mitigated that a little bit, that helps. Um, and it, it, it overheated a little bit because I mean, as a core i five probably could have used a fan, <laughs> it's not the first time Samsung's done this, and I don't know why they did that again. They love for things to get really hot. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not burning you. You're burning it's, you. It's, it's your legs. Your legs are too hot. The device legs, is fine. Your legs are too hot. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, because the, they did the same thing with the Pro. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so those were the, the, the problems with the original Galaxy Chromebook. But right after... That device came out, we started tracking Night Fury, and it's like, very clear, this is a Samsung device, very clear that this is a 10th gen device, very clear this thing has fans, and so it's like, oh, okay, it's a 10th gen Samsung Chromebook with fans, and so yeah. I think we initially thought they were just going to release yeah. a, a different version. Yeah, of our, thought, our initial thought was either it's just going to be a, the same thing with fans, so maybe a little chunkier, so it's not as sleek, or... 
Well, no, that didn't make any sense. Oh, either. wait, I think we thought like a fifteen-inch too, maybe. Yeah, like maybe, maybe a fifteen-inch, but there was it just it didn't make any sense because normally, if that were the case, if it was just a different shell, they just keep the same board name. It it was an right. entirely new device, and it didn't right. make any sense. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> still doesn't make any sense. Still, still really doesn't. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. In a second. And the fact that it. <laughs> It just started development right then, too. Like, yeah, that was so weird. Really so we're weird. like, okay, mid-year, they're going to put this out. And who knows? I mean, honestly, maybe had, the plan. Yeah, had COVID not happened, maybe they were just going to release this thing sometime mid-year and then change their mind. I, I have no idea. And so, anyway, the only other thing we really found about this was QLED. And I yeah. remember I first found that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Night Fury is going to have QLED. That's awesome. And I thought it was an update. I thought that was, like, a move forward and it's not really from amoled like qled is actually a i don't want to i don't want to say it's downgrade qled looks awesome but it's not as like oled is a superior display technology it just it just is um and so started looking at it i'm like okay it's got fans it's still the same processor and it has a lesser screen on it it's like okay what are they doing and then here comes january or so uh and you know we get the the press release stuff and we get the embargo information. It's like, here it is, Samsung Galaxy Chromebook 2. And I'm like, this is Night Fury. This is what we've been tracking. And we start finally getting the specs on it. And I'm like, what? This is, this is not right. Something's what? wrong. Something uh, like, has to be wrong. Like, we knew this device was coming, but why are they calling it the 2? Well, maybe they got something up their sleeve. And then they had the press event, you know, that we went to. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Nothing Even, up their sleeve. I mean, there was multiple people that were like, um, so why, so why, why are, are you calling, calling it? it the 2? Well, it's just the new version. It's the next version. We I'm were like, like, no, it's not. <laughs> it is. The, Everyone was confused. Like, it is the next one, but it just it doesn't make so any sense dumb. whatsoever. It just, it really doesn't. Um, and it still doesn't make any sense, to be honest with you. So the naming is uh, is problematic uh, to begin with, because anytime you append a two, uh, or anytime you use the exact same name, you need to do something different with it. So what we perfect example, I've got the one plus eight T sitting in front of me. I'm deciding whether or not I'm going to move to the one plus nine pro. I shouldn't have to wonder whether or not that's a better phone than this one. <laughs> right. I know that it is yeah. like, that's the whole point of putting out the new phone. You don't put out a new phone with less specs than the one you had last year, unless you're Google and you make pixel phones and poor decisions about hardware. So I, I, I don't know. I, there's no explanation for it. There's no explanation that works for it. And I don't want to get hung up on the name so much like, well, is it a good Chromebook or not? It is, but the name already sets you up out of the gate for all sorts of weird things to think about a Chromebook that should be better than its predecessor. And so, anywho, that's not the case. It's it's not really better. I don't... Well, in one way, it does have better battery life. Yeah. So, they fix that. Yeah, and it doesn't really. overheat because it's got fans that turn on. Yeah. But apart from that, you're making a ton of trade-offs. Uh, so you step down to a Core i3 is the best you can do uh, with it, which, to be fair, Core i3 That's runs fine. just fine. I like the Core i3, 10th Gen Comet Lake. It is a great processor. I'm looking very forward to the Core i3 uh, Tiger Lake processors that are going to be in some of these really reasonably priced Asus Chromebooks that are coming out. Like the CX-5, uh, Google has it listed on their store right now for... Uh, the 8128 with a Core i3 for $549. And that's a 15.6-inch device, and it's got that Panda white on black. That Core i3 is going to be a monster. Um, and so I'm like, I have nothing against a Core i3 in, in a Chromebook. Not at all. <clears throat> but this device is thicker than the original. The entire upper part of the chassis where the keyboard and trackpad are is plastic, and it's a little flimsy, uh, unfortunately. So I was really bummed about that because... At the end of the day, like Samsung had to cut corners in order to bring the price down. Like I think they saw the writing on the wall. Um, I don't know that they saw it when they went into development with this device. That's why I, my my gut tells me they probably were going to call it something else. Pandemic happened. They shifted gears. Let's call it this instead. I think is what happened. I, that's what I feel like would happen. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but I think something happened in the internal marketing for this thing because. Because I think at first, like they could have, they could have shipped this thing and called it something else, and been completely fine with the trade-offs that they made. Um, 
but I think that at some point in in the, in the last year or so, they saw the writing on the wall. Like the most popular, best selling Chromebooks are between five and seven hundred dollars. Like that's that's where the meat of the the consumer Chromebook market is right now. It's not at a thousand dollars. It's just not going to be that. And so, again, I I still don't believe that when they started development of this Chromebook, they were like, yeah, that's what we're going to aim for. I don't with the Galaxy Chromebook line. I just don't. I don't think that's what they were doing. But whatever. This is this is where they got, and they're like, okay, we need to get the price down. How do we do that? Let's start shaving stuff off. Let's take things away. So the world-facing camera, take it off. Fingerprint scanner, take it off. Core i5, nope, drop it to a Core i3. 16 gigs of RAM, nope, make sure it's 8 gigs of RAM. NVMe storage, no, we're going with EMMC storage. We're going to cut it in half as well. And so, the pen, you lose the pen? Yeah, stowable stylus, nope, gone. Um, you know, AMOLED screen, gone. 4K, gone. Super thin, all aluminum build that felt like amazing now gone we'll have a lit uh, aluminum top and bottom you know we'll keep the red color <laughs> that's that's that'll that's trick them <laughs> and in some ways it's kind of working uh, you know and i thought like oh cool well at least they kept the keyframe from the keyboard now it is not uh it's 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 a fine keyboard but it's short throw and it doesn't like the it's Pixelbook like, Go. It's nothing like that. No, or the, or the Go. original Galaxy Chromebook. Yeah. Or HP's last couple nicer Chromebooks. Or Lenovo. Well, I can't compare it to Le- the Lenovo ThinkPad. It's It's got really big junk keys, and they're awesome. Uh, and so I just, I don't know. I think there are just so many corners that were cut. And, and I get it. The point was cut the corners, get the price down. Totally understandable. <clears throat> I, that's a smart decision on Samsung's behalf. But don't cut a bunch of corners off of a premium product and name it the predis- or the, the successor to right. it. And don't cut all this stuff off. I mean, all the stuff I just listed, that's a lot of money that came off the top end of a what was a $1,000 Chromebook a year and a quarter ago. So <coughs> maybe it's an $800 Chromebook now. It's selling for $799 right exactly. now, yeah. every day. So it's an $800 Chromebook now. Now you've trimmed off all that stuff from an $800 Chromebook, and you're selling it for $700. So therein lies the problem. Which I think, I really do, and we've discussed this, I really feel like they could have gotten away with this easily, and people would have, and people are still going to buy it. I mean, come on, it's it's Samsung, but it would have been easier and better for the consumers if it had the build quality and the tolerances of the Pixelbook Go. If it had been what we thought it was going to be and had that, just that feel and that aesthetic, and because, and, I mean, it's a good-looking device, but you pick it up, and the moment you start, feels, I mean, you start wrenching it, you start touching it, you start pushing on it. It does not feel like a premium device, and a pre- as Robbie said, a premium device that has sacrificed that many that list of features should make 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 it up on the other side. Yeah. As far as when I pick this thing up, it should feel like a million dollars. Well, and we've got it in the video. I mean, you'll see when we put up yeah. the review. Because yeah, like, yeah. the Go, the Go 600, what, the models we have are 8... 650 and 850, I think. Yeah. 850 for the... i5. i5, okay, yeah. so for the i5. When you pick it up, I mean, if I was going to go buy a Chromebook right now, I probably wouldn't buy the Go because there's just a lot of cool stuff coming. Yeah. But you pick it up and you and if somebody says, "Hey, that's a that's an eight hundred dollar Chromebook," or even the base model for six fifty, yeah, you're like, "Yeah, this feels like a six hundred fifty dollar Chromebook." Yeah, it really does. The Samsung and, or, does not or, or feel you, like a seven hundred dollar Chromebook. Yeah, you start playing a, a video back and listen and the to the audio. Speakers. Oh my goodness! I mean, they're just amazing. The and keyboard, the keyboard is, is perfect. It's so precise. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Samsung doesn't know how to do audio. I mean, come no. on, yeah. I'm wearing it, Samsung headphones right now, right and it's now. not like they don't know how to do premium hardware either they know how to do it they chose to cut these corners and it was just there was yeah. a few cuts too far so for the price that they're asking right so the two things that could change are you shouldn't have named it chromebook galaxy chromebook 2 should have been alpha or whatever like whatever. they have they've got those they have like an alpha the, line yeah they've got a line of alpha and they're they're the devices Step usually down. that aren't the the best ones which is like fine. perfect totally cool. that's exactly pixel 3a or call it like the, yeah well, you couldn't really call it the two A because there's not a two out, but you could have called it something. They could have done know. alpha, just yeah. in the little alpha signal, yeah. just like they've done on other lines yeah. of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if the, if that's not going to change, which it's not, the price can exactly. So they can still change the price. And there's part of me that thinks that they put it out there at this price so that in a couple weeks, in a couple months. They can drop it down to five ninety nine, five forty nine. You're getting a deal. Yeah, it's the Coles mentality, you know. Yeah. 
Um, and honestly, at that price, eh, it starts I to start get, get there. Right. I get way more get forgiving because now you've knocked off, quote unquote, four or five hundred dollars off the original's price. Again, let's really call it what it is. That's a nine hundred dollar Chromebook on a good day now because it's that old. You know, it's it's over a year old. It's not the newest, greatest thing. And as all these Tiger Lake Chromebooks come out, it's definitely not a thousand dollar Chromebook right. anymore. I'm speaking of the original Galaxy. No, I was going to say Galaxy. So. Original. Yeah. If you get it down to five hundred dollars, you're still knocking four hundred dollars per se off, and that's that's a decent amount of chunk of change, you know. To to say okay, yeah, a lot of stuff came off this Chromebook, but okay, four hundred bucks. Right. I mean, right. it's like the Lenovo, the C13. Right now, you can get the Ryzen five eight one twenty eight. It was what was five twenty two. Five twenty two. So unbelievable. You're g- it, crazy. Is that is that like the greatest device you're ever going to buy? No, it's not. But it's a great value. It is. And if the you're getting a the, lot of Chromebooks. Yeah, the Galaxy Chromebook two goes on sale for five ninety nine. I don't want to. It's probably not as good of a value as say the Lenovo. Yeah. It's a good no. value, and we'll tell people yes at five ninety nine. It's totally worth buying, but. It should have been priced at six fifty. Yeah. It should have been priced at six forty nine or five ninety nine to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's competing with it. it. I don't think it competes well with, uh, or the seven thirteen from Acer or yeah. the X X three sixty fourteen C. Which, sorry, from a build quality perspective, better. It it beats it in every yeah. way. It's a better keyboard. It's a better trackpad. It's better overall build quality. The only thing the Samsung has over that HP is the screen quality. It's the HP's it. the HP's okay. <laughs> you know, it's not a deal breaker of a screen. It was a, is a 250 nit on yeah. screen on that one. Like um, if, if they'd have bumped it to three, yeah. um, I, it would be hands down better. I mean, yeah, the Samsung gets to 400 nits, and it's and it's, QL, a good, it's QLED. It's a it's good a, looking screen. It's a great panel, but and it looks really good on on camera. On the footage that I got for the for the uh, review, it looks really good. We did have a couple little issues when, and this is just frame rate and weird crap. I was getting some of the weird little bands yeah. when we tried to do a couple tutorial videos yeah. with it, but that that is nothing about the quality of the screen. Lou talked about this in his latest video yeah. you know the, the the frame rate that the that the camera is capturing is very different than our eyeballs looking at something right. and so you yeah, got frame rates versus yeah, it's hertz all, it's all weird but like the the footage i got with it turned up a little bit higher brightness and filming out there in the other room like it looks so good man like yeah, yeah it's a great screen and at the end of the day i mean some people might just want a samsung like they like samsung right they want a galaxy cool like you can go get that device, and if that price comes down, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and if Samsung can do that, and that's understandable, but it, it also stinks at the same time because they should be competing in the Chrome OS market just like everyone else, not just making a Chromebook because they can and knowing that people will buy it. I'd love to be able to say, yes, go buy the Galaxy. It's one of the best devices on the market, but here in the next six months, it's probably going to be way down on the list. Way down on the list. Here's 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 what I I wish they would have done. I wish they would have put their ducks in a row and said, hey, we're doubling down on the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. Here's the Galaxy Chromebook 2. It is basically the same chassis from last year. Refined a little bit here or there for whatever reason because it was almost perfect. It was fantastic. Such like, good build Just like with this, this, this ex- the existing one and the last one, I wish there was a magnet up top that would, when you, you flipped it in tablet, tablet mode, yeah. it would just kind of hold it just, I mean, just a little bit, not a strong <laughs> magnet. Like the like, Pixelbook had that. I was going to say, like the original Pixelbook. Yeah. It's um, how old now? <laughs> yeah. But like, come on. <laughs> especially with a device that has those kind of blocky squared off edges, yeah. when it flips into tablet mode and it perfectly aligns, you just kind of want it to sandwich Snap. up really nice. Uh, and it just doesn't do that. So fix that. Other than that, I wouldn't say change anything with the hardware. You'd have to figure out a way to keep the fans or keep the thing cool because it was so beautifully thin. I'm not sure how you do that, but that's on you. Engineer it, it you know, or figure out a fan, some sort of very passive fan solution or whatever you got to do to make that work. Um, but other than that, leave the hardware the same. Keep the keyboard, trackpad, all that kind of stuff. But you would have extra room for your trackpad if you'd make your screen a little taller. Go 1610. There's plenty of 1610s out there. You don't have to go 3x2. Just 16 by 10 Go MacBook. You know, a little bit taller screen would give you a little bit more room to give your trackpad a little more room, which it did need because it was a wide, it's kind of shallow trackpad on the Squatty original. one, yeah. But leave your pen in place, leave your fingerprint scanner, fiery red color, keyframe, world facing, AMOLED camera. screen. Do you take that down to 1080p if you want sure. to? 4K was ridiculous, yep. or quad HD if you want to be nice. Absolutely. Uh, so you know, a couple tweaks with the hardware there. 11th gen processors. 
thousand dollar Chromebook. Absolutely. All day. Yeah. You know, figure solve the overheating and battery issues and make it a little bit thicker if you had to or whatever. Like go with the dimensions that you did on the Chromebook too, but make it all aluminum. Make it premium build. Give it all the premium stuff and go and slap that thousand dollar sticker on and then make something like the Galaxy Chromebook two and That's call out right it now, call yeah. it something else. Price it around six hundred bucks and attack both segments of that. And so then that you could call it the two A, right, or whatever. Right, you could have done the two and the two A, yeah, or something, you know. And yeah, because it feels like the both of them sense. are like right now, as the market sits, it feels like the two of them are battling each other in a space that neither one of them belong yeah. in. Yeah, no, one of them needs to go down and one of them needs to go up, and then let the Acers and the HPs be that mid that mid segment. Yeah, and so I don't know if COVID had something to do with that. Maybe it did. It seems like a really bizarre strategy right now. It's very it, weird. It seems like no strategy. Actually, it doesn't seem like any strategy at all. Um, it, it seems like they just put this thing together and put it out, and they're just like, let's just move on to the next thing. Because sure. Samsung has always been kind of at the forefront of pushing Chromebooks to kind of the next thing. You know, 100%. the Pro and the Plus were. Obviously, they were crucial in, in early days of what we're doing, you know, and and then the um, Gabe Gabe wore his uh, his shirt to CES when we found out about the Samsung. You remember that? My shirt. What? Yeah. The what was the code name for the uh, for the Plus in Pro? Oh, the Kevin. Yeah, you had your Kevin shirt. Oh yeah, on. I did. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's right. I had. Wow, my, yeah. Joe remembered Sorry. something wow. that you guys did. My wow. like, man, my he had a shirt. shirt. I don't, I don't yeah. remember yeah. anything ever. Uh, like that's how stoked we were on yeah, that we thing. Yeah, we were. And, that's right. and it was, it was crucial. I'm trying to think what other. It was crucial for the market too, not just us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. you got to think that opened the door for the Pixelbook. Like uh, Samsung's just been involved. Yeah, you know, and uh, this feels just Series Five. The Series Three was the first like ARM powered. Low price, two hundred fifty dollar Chromebook for everyone. Yeah. That it was my first Chromebook that I bought. Uh, you know, so they've just been involved in kind of pushing and, and moving things forward. And this just felt like a like the Galaxy Chromebook kind of felt that way too. It was like, okay, here's the next generation of like really nice consumer level Chromebook. Yeah, like, I mean, it was wow. a solid hit. It wasn't out of the park, but it was a solid hit. It just it it stumbled out of the gate and it had its issue. But the device itself is still gorgeous. Fantastic. There's still times where I'm like. Should I just buy one? I don't, because it's so pretty. <laughs> like I don't want it. Like I do want it. If the battery life was good, I would. I I take the overheating stuff. The battery life I can't deal with. Yeah. And so now the people on Patreon are like, well, the battery's not been that bad. I'm like, mm, uh oh, no, nope. that's tempting. That's that's tempting too many, him just enough. Too many awesome devices. Yeah, yeah there's very, too many great things. Coming. Very near coming. That CX nine is gonna be dope. Yeah, and I know Gabe will have that, so I'll get to see it. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Asus will send those over. Yeah. So I'm excited about those. Coach Z, yeah, this you know the the new Asus detachable. There's so there, many. There's so many great devices coming. Countless out. other Tiger Lake devices and countless yeah. Snapdragon devices. It's, Gosh, the yeah. the five thirteen oh. Acer that should be hopefully in, in the next few weeks. Uh, seeing it, I just yeah. Where's there's Dell? so many. Yeah, I don't know. Enterprise they, land. I was gonna say. They Not really. A, they haven't made a consumer Chromebook since the uh, in, Inspiron fourteen. Yeah. What a which so it could 20, have been great if, it only, if only it had eight gigs of RAM. It would have been awesome. That was a yeah. good Chromebook. It was. Yeah. Their last enterprise device has been over a year, hasn't it? No, no, we no got they, yeah, the, we had that's right. But why aren't they? And they're good? nice. They're super nice. Yeah. Like great keyboards. They're good. I guess Chromebooks. they're just. I guess they're getting in their lane because they are very enterprise focused. Yes, they. Yeah. They refreshed one of their EDU devices with LTE a couple months ago. Other than that, they haven't heard hiding yeah, their need hair. Need to. Take one of their X13 or XPS, XPS 13 yes. convertibles and make yes. a Chromebook out of yes. it. And while we're at that, let's go ahead and have let's LG, a, LG a make a Graham Chromebook. Yep, and let's have a HP can do an Envy. Yeah, sure. which would be great. Great. And they're close to that, like the C1030. Yeah, they're getting there. Oh, the yeah, elite, dude. yeah, the elite pro, super in there. that lane. Um, yeah, but I want to see some of these come for consumers. Yeah. Um, I mean, would, let's have Microsoft make a Surface <laughs> Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Is Don't it Windows? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's Chrome OS. Think that Microsoft? one's going to happen, Gabe. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. But so, yeah, so yeah, enter. Oh, and last thing Samsung's stupid plastic chassis on the Chromebook 2 has stickers on it that are the absolute worst thing I've ever taken off a piece of hardware. Ever in my life, they were ridiculous, like 
absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, they remind me of like when I was in the car business. They had there's stickers that they use on like certain engine parts and stuff that are made to withstand like high heat and dirt and water and all that. That's what it reminded me of because I thought it was just like one of those shiny vinyl whatever. No, this thing thing, is like one of those. They should have used a heat gun. The ones that are in the corners of Chromebooks usually that are there clearly for display purposes usually peel off. They're barely even adhesive. Like they just pop right off no big deal and so I was, I was expecting so i go to rip it and it rips a little piece off and then, and then a little layers piece. like the 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 glue layer on the bottom was it was like an entire layer on its own like we couldn't peel it off we had to sit and scrape and scrape and scrape and we had we had and it's uh, a plastic chassis so you can't just go scraping on it you gotta be careful yeah. oh my gosh terrible was, and we did it twice yeah so yeah. we had we had one device come in that had some issues with hardware issues with it and we sent it back and samsung replaced it um and both the stickers on both, it was the, the exact same, same. And it leaves a residue. Like yeah. it's once you do finally peel it all off, thirty minutes later, you're left with a smudge. Yeah, it's like it, it's just a look thing. Like you oh, can't it looks, feel it really. It looks, just, it looks like garbage, it. dude. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like terrible. there's a, like an oil stain on on the yeah, palm. It's probably rest. some of the adhesive has probably absorbed into the plastic because yeah. it's, it's porous. It's because it's, it's not plastic. metal. Yep, yeah, it's so. because it's plastic and it's not good plastic and. Yeah. It's, it's not. It I is, mean, they could have done that magnesium or whatever that they use on the pro. Right. Something other than plastic. Yeah. But Bad they choice. didn't. Bad choice. And I mean, then they priced plastic, it plastic, isn't it? Yeah. And it doesn't feel cheap at all. But at least it's like, hey, it's unapologetically plastic. Like, yeah. Samsung's it's soft, trying to uh, yeah. look a lot like the aluminum on the outside. Yeah. So it's almost like it's worse for that. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead and just be plastic. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, Robbie does not recommend at this point in time. At six ninety nine, it's very tough to recommend. Like I said, unless you're just enamored with a screen, or enamored with Samsung, or enamored with a red Chromebook, there are just there's too many other options out well, there. You can get a too many options. A Pixelbook Go and put a skin on it if you want a red Chromebook. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's true. stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they fixed some things. They dialed things back, and at that price, it's just it's a weird one. And like we all used it, none of us were like. Oh yeah, you know. Like, yeah, I kind of uh, thought because we, you know, we thought, hey, just like what Google did, pair everything back. Yeah, like, use last year's processor, aggressive price, but really focus on the build quality. Like if had they done that, I I would be completely okay if if using the thing felt like this really refined experience. Yeah. I don't care if there's not a fingerprint scanner yeah. or if you're using I a mean, tenth gen processor because the Pixelbook Go doesn't bother Pixelbook me Go at is all. A prime right? I don't think I ever gen. worked on. It. I think after watching Robbie spend two hours getting that sticker off, I was like, eh, I don't want to mess with <laughs> I'm it. Already put off. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I used it. I used it a little bit that first yeah. weekend, and I just that just was not impressed. And and the Pixelbook Go is the exact opposite of that. Like we all kind of fight over who's going to take home the Pixelbook Go on the weekend. And uh, yeah, Robbie's been using it here lately, and I I still I, I still love I still love the slate. But man, sometimes whenever I'm sitting on the couch and want to do some work, uh, can't really do that with the slate because yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah, there you have it. I mean, it's a bit of a bummer and kind of. I mean, we you didn't you kind of talked about this a little bit, but we mentioned it in our our Patreon uh, kind of preview review uh, that kind of put it kind of put this one off a little bit because you were you were spending time with it, really kind of trying to see if it would kind of grow on you maybe a little bit or yeah, see if I see wanted if to it, give it a fair shake yeah exactly and not so, just because it could have been easy to that first week been like yeah. this thing I'm this is this is not good and we're let's do this review let's get it out yep. but you know you spent a little bit more time with it and made made sure that we were you know putting the best information out there so yeah uh there you have it I mean it is uh it is a definitely a bummer in my book yeah it is i feel like it's it's generally a miss yeah. hopefully it goes on sale yeah if it goes on sale that'll be cool then, so we'll see i mean it gosh, could have surely, new life as a surely they have perpetual to, sale item. they have to do <laughs> yeah. it if they listen if they listen to if if they listen to us at all please just do that just put it on sale put it on sale okay uh i think that's it for today folks thanks so much for tuning in and listening uh we're gonna link everything like normal and uh yeah we appreciate you all listening and we'll catch you next week see ya Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.